Louisiana Eats is brought to you with support from Louisiana Fish Fry, a staple of Louisiana kitchens for nearly 40 years. Maker of batters, coatings, boils, tartar sauce, cocktail sauce, and more. Louisiana Fish Fry, because life needs Louisiana flavor. From our studios in the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans, this is Louisiana Eats. I'm Poppy Tooker. It's carnival time in New Orleans, but the Crescent City isn't the only place people are celebrating. Just across Lake Pontchartrain sits St. Tammany Parish, a combination of bedroom communities and small towns that embrace nature and a laid-back existence. There. Folks in towns like Slidell, Mandeville, and Madisonville have come up with their own unique forms of Mardi Gras merriment. And this week, we hear from three of those revelers. We begin with Charlotte Collins, who tells us the story of Mona Lisa and Moon Pie, the oldest walking parade crew in the city of Slidell. Next, Tina Reinhardt talks about her adult dance team, the Mandy Milkshakers, who strut their stuff in numerous North and South Shore parades. Finally, Bonnie Dennis gives us the lowdown on St. Tammany's floating procession, the crew of Chifuncta Boat Parade. We're heading across the lake to celebrate Mardi Gras, North Shore style, on this week's Louisiana Eats. While the carnival season is known for its major parades with huge floats carrying dozens of riders, there are also small neighborhood parades put on by walking crews. These are much more artistic and handcrafted affairs. If there's any floats at all, they're usually small and constructed by crew members. Four decades ago, Bemoaning that they had to drive across the lake to participate in New Orleans' avant-garde marching parades, two Slidell artists decided to start a walking crew of their own. They envisioned a more creative approach to the city of Slidell's Mardi Gras celebration. They would take to the streets of Old Town in fun homemade costumes accompanied by local marching bands and traditional flambeau torch carriers to light the way. In 1984, the crew of Mona Lisa and Moon Pie was created with the mission to promote the arts, Old Town Slidell, and good humor. Their signature throws... Moon pies, of course, which are tossed by the tens of thousands to eager parade-goers each year. Co-founder Charlotte Collins spoke with us as the crew marks 40 years of marching in Old Town Slidell. Charlotte, what happened 40 years ago that made you start Mona Lisa and Moon Pie? (laughs) Well, for one thing, I was pregnant. And for another... 
Um, we just wanted to get something as fun as all the marching parades in New Orleans that we were a part of. We wanted to have that happening in our community, particularly in an area that's kind of our heart and soul of Slidell, the Old Town area. And uh, so we said, well, why, you know, why don't we start it? Not knowing that we would still be carrying that torch today, 40 years later. Incredible. How many participants do you have? How how many folks belong to your crew? So we vary, we fluctuate from year to year, depending on COVID, you know, hurricanes, whatever is going on. But we are a very small marching crew. So our maximum is 200 people, which we anticipate exceeding this year. Um, and our minimum has been 100 people. But I really want to stay small. I know that may sound... Silly, but for a marching parade to contain it within all the businesses in Old Town, that's an important aspect. And the businesses love that we keep it small enough that everyone's going to the businesses afterward. Well, I have to ask you, you know, I don't think that there's another instance in the universe that I'm aware of where <laughs> Mona Lisa meets the moon pie. How did this mashup of names occur? <laughs> well, it was two art teachers, Pat Hart and myself, that actually founded Mona Lisa. And of course, we knew we wanted it to be an arts parade. We support the arts, old town and good humor. And so we were thinking, what else would we put with Mona Lisa? Mona Lisa and... And um, her husband said, well, he's from the North. And he said, well, you people in the South, y'all just love your moon pies. And we looked at each other and shrugged. And we said, we, we do. And he said, yeah, y'all are famous for your moon pies. And we said, well, it's got a ring to it, Mona Lisa and moon pie. So we called the Chattanooga Bakery uh, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and asked if we could start such a crew. And they were happy um, to supply us with 18-wheeler truckloads full of moon pies. At our last um, parade, we threw over 65,000 moon pies. 65,000 moon pies? Charlotte, that's so a that, lot. <laughs> yes, it's a lot. And the first year, we didn't realize how big that was, how many boxes, how many cases. And we actually had to haul in from an 18-wheeler the cases into Pat Hart's living room where they sat for two weeks. And no one could enter by her front door or her back door. She had to use the side door. Now we know, and we have a warehouse um, floor works and blinds. It's great. And they host everything in their warehouse. And then they take the big forklift and they haul them out the day all the cars are coming to pick up their moon pies. And sometimes the cars have to circle back two and three times, drop some off, come back, get some more. We're very generous with our moon pie throwing. Well, 65,000 moon pies later, I guess so. Charlotte, <laughs> could you please give us sort of a blow-by-blow blow description of what goes on the night of the parade. Because for one thing, I can't help but find myself wondering, with no floats, and this is a foot parade, how in God's name do you haul <laughs> those 65,000 moon pies through the streets of Old Town? 
Poppy, you're exactly correct. And that's the fun part. So not only do we make our own costumes, and we've had some really creative costumes. Some people made picture frames around their faces and made up their faces to look like girl with a pearl earring, to look like one of Picasso's uh, portraits, to look like the Mona Lisa herself within a frame. But we also love decorating our push floats. We have, we do push or pull floats. Some people decorate baby strollers and actually three cases of moon pies fit in the seat, three cases fit underneath. And then we have a stop halfway at, through the parade where everybody reloads, puts out the old stuff, brings in the new stuff so they can actually haul with just a baby stroller, six cases of moon pies which is about a thousand moon pies. Um, and then others have wagons that they pull. I, um, because I've been in it every year, have made my own special float out of wood. My son, whom I was pregnant with, the reason moon pie got started, has been in it with me every year. He is now 40 years old this year. And he and I built this float together, put special big tires on it and handles so that four people could pull it. And we haul music in it. We haul all the moon pies for all of my crew. And my crew is usually about a dozen people altogether. But we throw, I think, more than anybody except the king and queen. They always seem to throw more than anyone else. But we make it happen. We do grocery carts. Our local grocery stores actually know all about Moon Pie. They're happy to lend us their grocery carts. You go in, you say, I'm part of Moon Pie. And they say, okay, let me see your driver's license. They make a copy of it. They keep it on file. You bring your cart back, you know, when we're finished. And that's that. They're, they're all excited. Everyone loves the Moon Pie Parade here. Only in Louisiana would you find wacky behavior and tales like this. So inspirational. 40 years of moon pies. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Big congratulations. And I'll be looking for my moon pie this year. Where, where and when can people find the parade? The parade starts at KY's Sandwich Shop on the corner of Cary and Robert Street in Old Town, and it ends there. We go all through Old Town and uh, look for the flambeaux. We are the only parade. Not only are we the oldest parade in Slidell, that's a great distinction, but we also are the only parade that has traditional flambeaux. We also have marching brass bands. So it's kind of a romantic evening. It sounds like it. And and is it always on the same day, the same night? We are February 2nd at 7 p.m. We roll. Now, to those of you that are in our parade, please line up at 6. But we roll promptly at 7. The mayor will probably lead us uh, with his golf cart. We don't have many golf carts, but his is one exception. And um, we'll be the second weekend before Mardi Gras every year. Okay. And well, we look forward to seeing you there and tossing you a few moon pies. We can give you a, a caramel, a pumpkin spice, a chocolate, a strawberry. They have all kinds of new flavors. That's so exciting. Well, thank you. Thank you, Charlotte. And let me be the first to wish you a happy Carnival 2024. <laughs> thank you.
That was Charlotte Collins with the crew of Mona Lisa and Moon Pie, the oldest walking parade in St. Tammany Parish. They'll be bringing their artistic pizzazz to the streets of Old Town Slidell on February the 2nd at 7 p.m. For more information, visit moonpieparade.com. How did Moon Pies become affiliated with Mardi Gras in the first place? Stay tuned, and we'll answer that question when we come right back. Poppy Tooker, and you're listening to Louisiana Eats, edible content for Louisiana food lovers. Louisiana Eats is brought to you with major support from Crystal Hot Sauce, always made with just three simple ingredients, aged red cayenne peppers, distilled white vinegar, and salt. Nothing artificial. Crystal Hot Sauce. Step out of the heat and into the flavor. From Rouse's Markets, synonymous with seafood straight from Louisiana's waterways, Rouse's Markets tastes like home. And from Camellia Brand, Beans Done Right, a New Orleans tradition since 1923. Camellia's latest innovation makes life easy for today's smaller households. Beans for two. If a bag of beans is too big for your family, Camellia's New Orleans-style red beans for two and Cajun-style white beans for two has everything needed for dinner in today's smaller households. Learn more at CamelliaBrand.com. Here's this week's culinary quiz question, brought to you with support from Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. How did moon pies become affiliated with Mardi Gras in the first place? Well, Mardi Gras lovers, we'll have to start off with some hard truth. Mardi Gras does not originate in the Crescent City. Oh, yes, it is a fact that on Mardi Gras Day, March 3rd, 1699, explorers Bienville and Iberville camped at the mouth of the Mississippi River and celebrated Mardi Gras and their claim for France. But on Mardi Gras Day in 1703, some French soldiers had a pretty wild party in Mobile. Yes, friends, Mardi Gras began in Mobile. And that's exactly where the moon pie throw originated as well. In both New Orleans and Mobile, the earliest throws were a sort of trick-or-treat. Bonbons and other sweetmeats were popular, 
but often small bags of flour that exploded on the parade-goer when caught were common as well. The first moon pies were baked in 1917 at Chattanooga Bakery. The graham cracker, marshmallow, and chocolate creation quickly became a bestseller. More than four inches in diameter, the original sold for a nickel. The lore concerning who threw the first moon pie at Mardi Gras in Mobile could literally stretch to the moon and back. These things are certain. The moon pie throwing began in the 1950s, but hit full stride in the 1970s when the other popular food throw, Cracker Jack, was banned. As many a mother worried, you could put your eye out on one of the sharp corners of the Cracker Jack box. But the moon pie was just nothing but innocuous goodness. Today, over 5 million moon pies take flight from parade floats during Mobile's Mardi Gras. Throw me something, mister. Those moon pies make for some good Louisiana eats. Give me an RC cola and a moon pie and play maple on the hill. I'll catch that free train on the fly and leave my corn down at the mill. Cause I sold my cap for a dollar and a half So brother, I can pay the bill Give me an RC coal and a moon pine Play maple on the hill No Mardi Gras parade would be complete without high school marching bands, flag twirlers, and majorettes, all performing in choreographed unison. But students aren't the only ones hoofing it these days. The number of adult dance teams has grown significantly over the last few decades. These are generally made up of non-professional dancers, folks who just dance for the joy of it. These groups regularly get together during the year to develop and practice their routines. Then, for parades, they all dress in coordinated, often outlandish costumes, and take to the streets. The Mandy Milkshakers is an all-female dance crew that bills itself as, quote, serving up the best shakes in town. Hailing from the West Tammany town of Mandeville, the group boasts more than 80 members who dress as mid-century housewives as they strut their stuff down the parade route. Founder and captain Tina Reinhardt gave us the scoop on the North Shore's first all-woman marching group. Tina, you just can't help but say Mandy Milkshakers with a big smile on your face. Now, I'd love for you to tell us what was the inspiration? How in the world did the Mandy Milkshakers come to be? Well, I would be remiss if I didn't say that we were inspired by all of the amazing dance groups in New Orleans. Uh, being a Metairie girl myself, we parade in, uh, we like to go out to the parades in New Orleans and Metairie every year with my family. And when I started seeing these adult dance groups come through, I was like, oh my goodness, we need this on the North Shore. So very much heavily inspired by them. So then the next thought was, okay, well, if we did this, 
what would we be? What would our image be? What would our name be? Um, I always like the idea of kind of hearkening back to a simpler time. Mandeville has this reputation of being that sleepy bedroom community on the North Shore, that long history of um, being a small town and the place that people go to kind of get away from the city. Uh, so this idea of um, the retro housewife and the milkman who delivers the milk to your house every day um, and those little innuendos that go along with that and then of course tie that into the you know the long history of dairy forms my grandfather worked at a dairy farm when he was a little boy and so just kind of bringing all of those ideas together and that's how the Mandy milkshakers were formed. Well, it is a perfect tie-in because anybody who only knows the North shore in recent times would be shocked to go back 30 or 40 years and find that it was actually a very agricultural place. And there were dairy farms everywhere. Describe for me, what do the milkshakers look like? The milkshakers wear uh, red and white retro housewifey inspired outfits. It kind of looks like if mom were going to get dressed up for a cocktail party in the 1950s with the, the collar and the, and the cuffs and the, the bright red and the polka dots. But then we have our little apron on because, you know, we're probably in the kitchen making some cookies or firing up the oven to bake a casserole or something. And that's kind of the inspiration behind our little red and white polka dot costume. Who does the choreography? What inspires you all to uh, dance out in the streets? Well, I love the idea of performance as being a group activity, right? So not only the performer, but the audience and bringing them into the performance, right? And so some of my favorite performances are ones in which you can sing along and get into it. So Every choreography really starts with the song, right? With that that perfect song. And so our inspiration is sing-along songs that everyone knows. So your favorite karaoke list. So I put out this list to the girls every year. Okay, these are the 20 songs that I'm really feeling this year. And they're classics, songs like Hurt So Good by John Cougar Mellencamp and Land of a Thousand Dances. So it's a mix of genres, Sweet Caroline, Don't Stop Believing, but all of those great singing songs that you might hear in Pat O'Brien's One Night, right? So we have this list of 20 songs and I put it out to the ladies and I say, okay, do what you will with these songs. And they form little groups and little teams and they work on choreography. And then we have a big showcase where they present all of their choreography for these 20 songs. And then we vote on which ones we like the best. And that's how we create our set list for the year. How many milkshakers are in your crew now? This year we have 82 active 
marching Mandy's. I have to ask, where do the milkmen come in? Oh, gosh, we would not be nearly as successful or organized or any of the things, any adjective that you want to apply to our group. It is because of the milkmen. They are the legitimate backbone of our organization. They're our husbands and our partners and our best friends and the men and sometimes women in our lives that want to support even our children serve as milkmen. Their job is to make us look good and keep us safe, right? So they, you know, make sure that we have enough room to dance on the parade route. They make sure that we stay hydrated. They pass out the confetti. They give us mints. They give us Advil if we need it. Their day starts two hours before our day does and two hours after our day ends because they're here getting the bus ready, loading it up, getting the water, getting the supplies. And then when we get to the parade route, because, you know, we take our buses Dottie and Pearl are our big red polka dot buses. We take them everywhere we go. And when we get there, all the ladies get off and we're taking pictures, putting on makeup and primping and having a great time. The men are working. The milkmen are working. They're setting up the music. They're getting everything ready. And they're working that whole time. Then they work throughout the parade. And then they take everything down and put it away and clean up when we get home. So they literally are the backbone and and the best part of our organization, for sure. What about their costumes? Oh, well, you know, their inspiration are the milkmen. They have the traditional kind of white workman shirt with a little badge that says milkman and the traditional kind of milkman delivery cap. And it says milkman across the top and then their black uniform pants. And then in addition to that, so they can be functional and our needs, they have their little utility belts with uh, pouches for water and pouches for confetti. And then, then, of course, the backpack that has all the things that a, a girl might need while parading. Oh, that is so fabulous. And This Mardi Gras, how many years will the Mandy Milkshakers have been on the streets? This will be our eighth marching season. So we started in 2017 was our first parade season. We have a little asterisk next to 21, but we did every single night of floats in the oaks we danced our butts off for Mardi Gras 21 so we we count that as a season so this is our eighth parading season well bravo and you know the really amazing thing is that the Mandy milkshakers come out a lot more than just at Mardi Gras season where and when else can people see you all Oh, wow. We are active and busy year round. Uh, And then once, you know, carnival season starts, we have all of carnival season that rolls into Irish Italian season. Uh, We take a bit of a break in April, but then we do all the fairs and festivals um, all around. Whoever wants us, we love to go. Have bus, will travel. (laughs) Well, only in Louisiana. Do we find ladies like you all and crazy activities that people can join in? Our application goes online in January. We only accept 
50 people to register every year for our audition process. So kind of the first come, first serve, 50 people that sign up uh, are registered for our auditions. And then we start with a meet and greet in May where we let the um, potential members know about our audition process and how it goes and important dates. Then they spend the whole summer with us practicing, fundraising, doing events, doing socials, and then everything culminates in a live audition at the end of July. So it's really like a two-month process that, that we really get to know these ladies. Tina, I would be remiss if I didn't check to see, do you have to live on the North Shore to be a Mandy milkshaker? No, absolutely not. And if you've ever heard our little bumper, it says, from Mandeville, Louisiana, and parts unknown. And the girls that don't live in Mandeville, they always get very excited because they are the parts unknown. <laughs> we have ladies that live in Covington and Slidell and Hammond, Ponchatoula. We have a lady that comes all the way from Luling and another lady that comes from Laplace. So as long as you're willing to travel, you know, this is the base of our operations. This is where everything begins and ends here in Mandeville. And as long as you're willing to travel, we're willing to welcome you into the shake life. Well, I cannot wait to see you all on the parade route this year. I'll be looking for you. Keep an eye out for me. I sure will. Thank you so much, Bobby. That was Tina Reinhardt with the North Shore Marching Crew, the Mandy Milkshakers. You can catch the polka-dotted dancers in parades across the North Shore, Metairie, and New Orleans from now through Mardi Gras Day. For a full parade schedule, visit mandymilkshakers.com. Jello shots are possibly the perfect Mardi Gras libation. While a brandy milk punch is an essential cocktail on the neutral ground Mardi Gras morning, after a while, you run the risk of spilling. Jello shots won't spill, and they can be made in the traditional Mardi Gras colors of purple, green, and gold. Take my advice a tray of Jello shots will make you the most popular person on the parade route. Here are my secrets for making perfect jello shots. First, you need to acquire the right containers, those little pleated paper souffle cups. Nothing else is soft enough to squeeze out the shot properly when it's time for toasting. Anyone can buy a box of them at local restaurant supply stores. Next, buy a fifth of Everclear and a fifth of inexpensive vodka. Save the good stuff for the martinis. Refer to the speed set method on the side of the jello box and completely dissolve the jello in three quarters cup of boiling water. In a heat proof measuring cup, combine a half cup of vodka and a half cup of Everclear. Add enough ice cubes to increase the volume to a total of one and a quarter cups, then stir in the dissolved gelatin. Keep stirring until the ice cubes melt, then pour into the souffle cups and refrigerate until solid. Now you're ready to roll. 
I love to stroll down the avenue with a basket of jello shots on my arm. You won't believe how many new friends you'll make. I'm Poppy Tooker, and purple, green, and gold jello shots are real Louisiana Eats. Coming up next, we hear from Bonnie Dennis, who tells us all about one of St. Tammany Parish's most unusual processions, the crew of Chifuncta Boat Parade. Louisiana Eats returns after the break. I'm Poppy Tooker, and you're listening to Louisiana Eats, edible content for Louisiana food lovers. Louisiana Eats is brought to you with major support from Blue Plate Mayonnaise, the beloved secret ingredient of Louisiana kitchens for over 90 years. Blue Plate's rich, creamy mayo is crafted from their timeless recipe. Just oil, vinegar, and only the egg yolks. Blue Plate mayo. That's the good stuff. And from Louisiana Fish Fry. Now doing for chicken what they've always done for fish. Fried chicken tenders, wings, sandwiches, and more. Louisiana Fish Fry has you covered with a mix specially for chicken. Louisiana Fish Fry, because life needs Louisiana flavor. And from Visit the North Shore, discover world-class culinary flavors on Louisiana's North Shore. Experience the bounty of the bayou and rich culture from award-winning chefs, soulful mom-and-pop restaurants, extraordinary bakers, and creative mixologists. To learn more, request the Explore the North Shore Visitor Guide for inspirational stories, custom itineraries, and event information at visitthenorthshore.com. St. Tammany Parish, Louisiana's easy escape, just 40 minutes from New Orleans French Quarter. Like other parades, the crew of Chifuncta features floats carrying crew members. But this Madisonville-based group offers one distinct difference. Their floats actually float. For half a century, this boat parade has made its way along the Chifuncta River, celebrating the carnival season as well as the rich natural resources of St. Tammany Parish. The fun begins every year at Salty's Marina, where the parade launches, then winds its way downriver to the Maritime Museum before looping around and docking on the picturesque Madisonville Riverfront. Former Chifuncta Queen Bonnie Dennis has been involved with the North Shore crew for many years. She filled us in on their annual flotilla of fun 
which celebrated its 50th anniversary in 2023. That is correct. The crew was founded in 1973. Uh, it's always been a boat parade on the Tefuncta River, and it's a little unique in the sense that with a boat parade, we don't throw while we're underway. We throw after the boats are docked on the riverfront in Madisonville. So instead of a typical parade where the floats go by and the people are stationary, with this parade, the boats are stationary and the people move amongst the boats. Bonnie, let's go back to the very beginning. How and why was the crew of Chifuncta started? And perhaps you could tell us about the role of the Chifuncta River itself in the organization. It originally grew out of the love for the Chifuncta River and the traditions and history of the town of Madisonville. What the crew celebrates is the maritime life on the historic river, right? So we're located at, on Highway 22 between Mandeville and Ponchatoula. The town was founded in 1817. It's one of the oldest communities in Louisiana and the oldest permanent settlement in St. Tammany Parish. So Mardi Gras in Madisonville really dates all the way back to 1891 when the first Mardi Gras ball was actually held. And since then, we have matured into this new Chifuncta, a crew of Chifuncta, which has the boat parade and the ball. And over the years, it was at one point, it was run by the Chamber of Commerce. Then it was run by some folks that just kept it going for a little while. And then back in 2015, there was a little bit of a revamp that we went through and we tried to kind of modernize it and get the interest back. because so it was the interest in the town was waning a little bit. So we revamped it and brought it back. And every year it seems to get better and better. And the boating community has really embraced the whole idea of um, participating in the in the boat parade. It's really been a great time. Well, describe the parade itself. How do you view this parade other than dockside? The boat parade, it's volunteer boats, right? Volunteer uh, boat owners that participate. So every year, the number of boats, the type of boats varies. It just depends on how someone's boat is running, whether the skipper can actually make it or they've got other plan, whatever it might be. So we never really know until literally the week or two before the parade, exactly how many boats we're going to have in the parade. So it's a very fluid situation, much like the river. So what happens is the boat owners sign up and then we went on the day of the parade, we go down and they circle in front of an area called Salty's Marina, which is right around the curve from the town of Madisonville. They form a circle in the numeric order in which the boats have been assigned. Then they come through, the Madisonville swing bridge opens up, all the boats come through, they kind of go along the dock, they don't throw because we don't want plastic in the water, but they go along the dock and wave to all the people on the shore, then they come back, they go through the bridge, again go on the other, the south side of the bridge to wave to everybody, come down to where the lightkeeper's house is at the Maritime Museum, turn around, go back up, and then a boat will either go through the bridge to the north side of the bridge or they'll go on the south side of the bridge and they'll dock then the lead boat will blow a whistle letting everybody know that everyone's docked the mayor of the town will toast the king and queen and they'll blow the whistle again and all the boats know that they can start throwing 
We usually have a beautiful DJ set up that's playing Mardi Gras music on both sides of the the river and the boat owners decide how they want to decorate their boats. They can decorate it as simple as Mardi Gras. We always leave that open to them because it's quite a feat to actually decorate a boat, especially if it's a windy or rainy day, or they can go with whatever the theme is for the year. So like this year we're celebrating, um, music and so they can do jazz they could do um the beatles they could do you know whatever they might want to do and there's a first second and third place for the best decorated boat are the riders costumed they can be they're encouraged to be and again that's part of the overall judging of the boats is whether or not all of the participants on the boat are costumed to match whatever the boat is decorated for. They go quite all out. You would be surprised at how elaborate some of these boat owners get, but it's really, it's at their expense and it's their call as to who they invite to be on their boat because it's all about that particular boat. That's the way it, that's the way it's run. Are there any signature throws or anything special that people um, on the dock should look for to catch? Yes, we have a signature cup that we throw, uh, one of the cute little Mardi Gras cups. And then this year, for the first time, we're actually going to introduce a crew of Chipuncta Mardi Gras bead as well. So this will be the first year for that, but we are introducing that this year. So, Bonnie, what goes into selecting the royalty? How are the king and queen chosen every year? So on the queen side, there's what's called a queen's club. And so past queens elect and vote on the upcoming queen. And then on the king's side, it's the exact same thing. Past kings have a king's club and they meet and they nominate and then elect a king. And what else do the clubs do, the king and queen's club? Do they have other responsibilities or activities? We do. We have um, every year there's a queen's brunch. And when we invite the queen to join the crew and become the queen, we take a celebration and we'll, we usually typically do it at Chifuncta's here on the river in recent years. In the past, we've done some activities at a beta roasting that overlooks the river. And then on the King's Club side, after the king is elected, we we just had this happen, actually, because my husband's going to be the king this coming year. We had what's called the King's Gathering at our home just last weekend. And we cooked jambalaya. We had chicken alfredo. And all of the past kings are invited along with their wives. And we just have an evening of um, fellowship and enjoying one another's company jubilation, and just a lot of fun. Well, that sounds like so much fun. Um, what's the timing of this, and how can people from the South Shore join in? So we have the parade two weekends before Mardi Gras Day on Saturday. We do have a rain-out day in the event that we have to. We will roll on the next day, which would be the Sunday. And the parade starts at one o'clock in the afternoon, and it usually lasts for about hour and a half to two hours. In past years, we've had some really wonderful weather. It's a beautiful time to come and visit Madisonville and enjoy the beautiful riverfront. Well, Bonnie, it just sounds like so much fun. Don't be surprised if there's caravans of cars heading your way this Mardi Gras. 
We would welcome those guests with open arms. So I hope they do venture out and come see our lovely little town. Well, thank you, Bonnie. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. That was Bonnie Dennis with the crew of Chifuncta Boat Parade. You can check it out February 3rd in the town of Madisonville. Everyone's familiar with the ubiquitous New Orleans sandwich known as the Poor Boy. But have you ever experienced the delicious pleasure of a dirty boy? This clever sandwich was born at Brightston's Restaurant in the Riverbend. Frank served it for a brief time at Charlie's Seafood, a hand tradition where his ultimate childhood taste memories were created. Charlie's, named after its founder, Charlie Petrosi, was Frank's neighborhood restaurant in the New Orleans suburb of Harahan where he grew up. That's where Frank remembers learning to peel his own boiled seafood while perched in a high chair. By 2009, the building was shuttered and emptied, so he and his wife Marna, who still live in Harahan, decided to resurrect the beloved neighborhood institution. Even though seafood dominated the menu, it was here that Frank shared with the world a secret treat previously reserved for the kitchen staff at Brightston's, his uptown white tablecloth restaurant. Frank dubbed it the Dirty Boy. For 20 years, everyone from chef to dishwasher had snacked on the dark, rich combination of beef, pork, and liver, browned with the same seasonings you'd use in dirty rice, but without the rice. Instead, the meat mixture was stuffed into hot buttered pistolets, which became a favorite staff meal. Unfortunately, Charlie's is once again just a memory. But that doesn't mean you can't cook up your own dirty boy. Officially, Frank never shared the recipe with me, so I've conjured up a very close, if not identical, facsimile that is truly wonderful parade food. The Dirty Boys can be pre-made, wrapped in aluminum foil, and kept warm in the oven until you stick one or two in your pocket and take it out on the parade route for that moment when all the bead-catching works you into a hungry frenzy. Try your own Dirty Boys by visiting our website at poppytooker.com. I'm Poppy Tooker, and Frank Brightston's Dirty Boys are real Louisiana Eats. That's it for this week's edition of Louisiana Eats, edible content for Louisiana food lovers. 
Catch up on previous editions of Louisiana Eats on poppytooker.com, where over a decade of Louisiana Eats is available for pod and webcasting, along with recipes and cooking class videos, too. And don't forget to rate us on your preferred podcast platform. We'd like to welcome our new sponsor, Blue Plate Mayonnaise. When your poor boys, potato salads, and roumelade need that authentic New Orleans flavor, Blue Plate Mayo, that's the good stuff. And big thanks to our returning flagship sponsor, Dickie Brennan and Company. Pascal's Manali Restaurant, uptown on Napoleon Avenue, is now serving continuously Tuesday through Saturday, 11.30 a.m. till 9 p.m., where Uptown Tea is waiting for you at New Orleans' oldest stand-up oyster bar. Louisiana Eats is also made possible with major support from Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen, Louisiana Fish Fry, Crystal Hot Sauce, Rouse's Markets, Visit the North Shore, and Camellia Beans, celebrating their innovative new product, Beans for Two. Camellia's new red beans for two and white beans for two include everything needed to cook two authentically seasoned bowls of beans scaled for today's smaller households. Learn more at CamelliaBrand.com. And from D'Agostino Pasta, celebrating our culture with fleur-de-lis, crawfish, and alligator-shaped pastas. All handcrafted in Louisiana, just as it's been done in Sicily for centuries. Visit D'AgostinoPasta.com to learn more. Original theme music composed by David Pomerleau and performed by Johnny Sketch and the Dirty Notes. Big thanks to senior producer Joe Schreiner, producers Blake Longlinay and Steve Himmelfarb, with writing contributions from Becky Retz, and to our business manager and social media maven, Maddie Mulladew. Catch up with us anytime on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, too. Louisiana Eats is a production of Poppy Tooker Broadcasting. Mm-hmm.